Wow. Uh, today is Wednesday already. Uh, it's been a crazy week. If you guys have seen, I launched a new product on Kickstarter. I will make sure it's linked. I have 28 more days for you to pre-order it. It's basically, if you're not familiar with Kickstarter, it's a really awesome way to get discounts and be the first to receive a new product. So we are fully funded. So this product is happening. I just can't even believe how fast we got funded and I am just in such awe and gratitude for you guys and my tribe and the people that are going to help me. We have so many fun things planned for the next 28 days. Um, so things like a little online scavenger hunt with all my sponsors like Vital Proteins and Epic and Perfect Ketones. We're just going to have a lot of fun with it. So be sure to keep your eye out for all of those things that are happening, all things MPAC Nomad related. And finally, next week, by the time next podcast comes out, I will have my teas back in stock. So that's wonderful. And the quick update on the gym, it's happening and it's just slow and steady. So no official gym opening date yet, but you guys will be the first to know when it happens. Today is somebody that I met recently, and I'll explain it in the podcast how we met, but Andy Nilo as soon as I met him and connected, I was like, yes, this is meant to be. I've been looking for a long time, trying to perfect the body awareness project box. So I love the course. I love the items in the box, but one thing, especially people that struggle with acne, if you have scarring, what can we do about it? And of course, collagen is a great thing and vitamin C, but I just haven't found the perfect product. And I found the perfect product. And this guy, his I mean, I'll let him tell the story, but he had a near death experience. Like doctors couldn't even believe that he was still alive and then use that to basically not find his passion, but turn his passion into a business. And it's all about skincare, especially with scarring. And so officially we are adding not just the mask that he created that he talks about but also the derma roller into the body awareness project box. And I'm just so thrilled details coming soon. It's just going to be in- incredible. I've smelled it. I've tried it. I love it. I'm obsessed and it's going to work. And so for those that are struggling with loving your skin, this, this course and boxer, it's where it's at. He's going to just blow your mind away with his passion for the things that he does. And just kind of the whole theme of my life, you just show up. Sometimes you don't know what you're doing, but you just know it's meant to be. And that's just so important in so many ways. So, uh, following your heart, not settling, it's just the theme of my week right now. <laughs> just put it out there and have nothing but pure passion and authenticity and the right people, obviously, and magic's going to happen. Yay. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> I'm Emily Schramm, the ultimate meathead hippie. Welcome to the show. All right, Andy Nilo, welcome to Meathead Hippie Podcast. This is so fun to jump on on this. We just met, but it's such a pleasure you're here. No, thank you for having me. I love the name, by the way. How'd you come up with that? Well, you know, it's interesting because I originally was this like, 
I just, I went through this phase. I was like, we have to be branded. We have to keep everything MFIT. And everyone's like, yeah, keep it MFIT. So it was MFIT radio, which was fine, but so boring and so basic. So I did MFIT radio for maybe 15 episodes and it just didn't feel right because it was like, it wasn't exciting to tell people like, yeah, I have a podcast. And so I was like, well, what do you, what am I? And my boyfriend Bradford was like, well, you're the ultimate meathead hippie. I'm like, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's like, it's like both ends of the spectrum, you know, I mean, you're, you're like work hard or, you know, you, I don't know, meathead, you know, you probably hit the gym. I've been you know, reading up on you and your journey a little bit. So you hit the gym pretty hard, but at the same time, it seems like you're very Zen and, that's the hippie side as well, right? <laughs> yeah. Not- yep, you're right. I try to be Zen. I don't know if Zen, you know, it's almost like hippie is my attempt at Zen, right? So anything right. I can do to help balance the meathead. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, you are also a meathead and a hippie, and I'm so excited to share your story. And this is the first time I'm hearing it. I've dabbled a little bit. And just so people know, they all know Mary, Paleo Chef, creator of Fat Fudge. And Andy and I met at Expo West. We were just there with Epic, and you were there with your own company. And uh, we were just kind of crossing paths, I think both of us networking and just doing what we do. And Mary said, you guys need to talk. And so this is us talking. So thank you. Shout out to Mary for uh, making our worlds cross. Yeah, big shout out to Mary. And that's a nice little segue into to the story of Alatur and how it got built. I mean, she actually was there right at the beginning when I was just forced to uh, scale up and just start running a business without having any prior experience of doing so. I mean, so I actually, so to, to start from the beginning, I was in a big accident in 2011 where I was hit by a westbound heading vehicle that hit me into the eastbound lane and I got run over by a Toyota Tundra. Luckily, I lost uh, consciousness after the first point of impact. But yeah, there I was just laid out in the middle of Melrose. Yeah, in Los Angeles, California, to those who don't. No Melrose, but it was, yeah, it was, it's a pretty busy street and I was just getting my clothes cut off me and, and I, I don't remember too much of it, but, uh, the ride over just kind of coming in and out of consciousness, that was a scary feeling. And then waking up, uh, in the ICU bed in Cedar Sinai hospital, I'll never forget that. But yeah, what, what, uh, what happened was I had a very, uh, very bad compound fracture on the left side of my face where from the middle of my chin to just beneath my left ear, it was just, my jaw was in pieces. And then I had seven broken ribs, uh, collapsed long, woke up with a, yeah, woke up with a catheter in and a chest tube and just unrecognizable. I mean, that first, yeah, that first time I grabbed a mirror and saw the, uh, you know, what, what, the, what the results were from that accident. It was, uh, just rocking. But what it did was after I finally, about a week later, I was able to get the surgery done because the resident maxillofacial surgeon at Cedar Sinai, he couldn't do the job. It was the worst compound fracture that he'd ever seen. So we had to look around for a private guy. He actually assisted in on that surgery with a private surgeon to, uh, to put my, uh, my, my jaw back together at a titanium plate inserted up top and then one beneath to go back. But uh, when I, yeah, I was able to walk out of the hospital. So I had that, that perspective going for me of being able to leave. I, I went still intact. My, 
my knees and elbows. And, you know, I was, I had broken bones, but that those were going to be, you know, they were going to hopefully, you know, grow back. And my main goal was to, you know, be back better, better than I was before. And just, you know, wow. Back Can, can you talk to me about um, kind of what you did before? So you're living in LA. Tell me about your story before the accident in 2011. Sure. So I was, I've been an athlete my whole life and I played baseball and I had a draft party and I thought I was going to get picked up and I, I wasn't selected. And that, that was kind of, yeah, it was definitely a bummer. So I, for a couple of weeks after college, when I finished my, my collegiate career, I was a Division One athlete at UC Berkeley, transferred to Sacramento State and finished up at St. Mary's College. But I wanted to continue to play professionally. So I began to look at independent leagues, which are still professional. And I was had every intention to go do that. So I moved down to Los Angeles and I just crashed on a buddy's couch. I was working out with local high schools to stay in shape. And in doing that, I would, you know, keep my arm in shape and, and I would, would work out at local gyms and things like that. And I was helping my roommate at the time go over lines with one of his, a move, he was an actor. He was auditioning for a, a low budget, independent, full length feature film as a lead, lead role, but it required baseball experience. He hadn't played since little league. So I'm like, what are you doing auditioning for this? He's like, ah, whatever, I'll figure it out. You know, a lot of actors say that. So I was like, all right, whatever, I'll just roll with it and kind of critique him and, and uh, you know, just with the little nuances and how to be a ball player and how to act like one and things like that. But in doing that, I just, I started, when I didn't really care, I was nailing his lines better than him. And so after doing this for a few days, he was like, man, I really got to get you a lead for this role, which is pretty cool of him because it never happens. And I was direct competition with him. And especially because I didn't have representation at the time, I can't believe they got me in that room, but they did. And so I got a call back. He got another call back. And so we were, at this time, I got another call back. So did he. And we were kind of competing against each other, which was weird and cool. I just didn't care. I was just kind of having fun. And then uh, you know, I realized that we were actually getting down to the wire. About a month into the audition process, uh, he was out of, uh, out of uh, the running for the role. And so I ended up booking that role. Long story short, I spent, I gave up baseball and I spent about a month, a little over a month filming that as a lead role in a feature film, which was such a trip to me. I mean, I had no acting experience and I had just moved down to LA and here I was already on set with a full crew, uh, just going over, basically being me, uh, just being me. I mean, the, the director gave me full creative uh, ability to kind of adjust the script a little bit to how I would talk. It was, yeah, it was so cool. I mean, I, I just, looking back on it, it was, it was a trip because I would kind of, I would take him aside and be like, I don't know, I don't, you know, kind of critiquing the director and how you go with this because baseball was so fresh to me at that time. And this character really was me in past situations that I've experienced in my life. So I was able to bring a lot of truth to that role. And so, yeah, that was, that was how I, my first, I mean, this is within a couple of months of moving down here, uh, just in the scene, right in it. I mean, maybe, <laughs> I uh, love it because it's such a beautiful accident of like even before anything happened and we get to the hippie side of who you are today. Like, the, it just, I, everyone says, you know, like, how does it happen and what do you do? And you just say yes to opportunity. And we said this in our, yes. la our last podcast this, um, he's so great, but he's a shaman, a practice, uh, practice. 
practicing shaman and he just said, just show up. Like just what you just said. Uh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Me and it's too. true. Yeah. It and is. Just, yeah. Just say yes and go with it. I mean, it's, there's, you know, you hear all the quotes from Michael Jordan, you know, you missed a whatever, how many thousand shots, but I mean, at least he took them and look at him. I mean, you, you, what is it? You miss every, every shot that you don't take or something like that. I mean, there's just, there's so many, so many times that I've just, and, and also at the end, like, even if you, you're on the fence and you go forward with it and you lose or whatever, you don't get it or whatever it may be, you feel better knowing that you took that chance and you followed through with showing up. And again, I mean, there are very few times that I've been like, oh, I wish I wouldn't have done that when I, when I was on the fence with, with, cause there's so many excuses that we can make for ourselves with not, and not showing up and, ah, you know, I just, I'm not feeling great today or, ah, you know, it's a cattle call. I'm probably not going to get that anyway. I mean, it's just, I, I've learned time and time again, just to, just to show up. So that's a, that's a great call by that shaman, but. Yeah, no, that's so cool. And it's it's true because it's like, you know, the reason we don't show up if we don't or the reason we say I'm probably not going to get it anyway. It's never I mean, it's always because we're just afraid of our own, you know, what I mean, what would be the worst that happens? I think it's so fun to see this live and breathe throughout the theme of your life. Like, this is really cool because it just one thing led to the next thing to the next thing. And so we have the meathead side dialed down. So you're an athlete. Yeah. And I, I just am really excited to get into the hippie side. Even before your company, have you been interested in natural skincare or essential oils and, you know, all the herbs and hippie things that is so yes. a part of your company? Tell me about starting to get into that world. Oh man. So this probably started in college when I was 18. I had acne on my face and I would have little spots on my back too, where I'd break out and maybe so self-conscious. I'd always have, you know, the first thing you see in the morning, when you wake up, look in the mirror. It was always some type of redness, irritation, zit, pimple. And it was just, it made me really, it was the worst way to wake up. And I became really frustrated with that. And I started pinpointing and targeting certain things that you know, I, I did a lot of research on it and I figured out it had to be diet, had to be the products that I was using. This is 18, so, or when I was 18, so it had to be, yeah, two th year 2000, so you know, 18 years ago. And I was just, you know, so I went from Clearasil and breaking down the ingredient decks of certain products that I was using, breaking down my dome food diet, you know, pizza, uh, ice cream, hot dogs, things that I was just, you know, I was trying to gain weight as an athlete. I was 168 pounds and I got up to 191 really quickly through creatine. And well, but that was, I was lifting. It was what I wanted to do. I was in good, but my skin was wrecked. And also, yeah. So, so I became just really passionate, well, very interested in skin, uh, skincare ingredients. And so and also my diet. I went from, you know, the dorm food, just step by step going from dorm food to making my own uh, peanut butter sandwiches and oranges. I mean, that's a much better, healthy, you know, health, much healthier option than, say, you know, fettuccine with Alfredo and chicken, you know, just and burritos. Yeah, the total because it's true, like athletes, they just need calories. And it's it's kind of this thing I see sometimes with CrossFitters when they're just trying to put on mass to move weight. They 
they don't even think twice. It's just chugging protein shakes and trying to get calories in. And even though the calories, yes, can just be a matter of like how much can you eat. And that's so important for athletes. But I love this. We're going to get along so well. This is so good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just year by year, it improved. I just, I would see and feel results. The acne slowly but surely went away. Like I went from, say, clear cell to dove. And then Dove to, uh, was it Alba? No, Dove to Alba Organics or Aubrey Organics, probably both. Jason, just an all, I just, I saw results and I was like, all right, well, let's keep this thing going. And then I just, you know, kept finding certain uh, ways that, that products would fill up products with, uh, or that uh, companies would fill up products with uh, preservatives, fragrance, uh, you know, fillers. Things like that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. What, what's this glycerin? Well, what's sodium benzoate? Well, what's natural flavor? What, you know, things like that. And I would just put to research that and find out what it really was. And so that's where the, the, the interest all started back when I was 18 and I needed to find a, a, be- a better all natural remedy. And I, I saw more effective results both in the weight room, but also, you know, say, hitting a, a good peanut butter sandwich or, I mean, this is 18 years ago, but it's a good protein shake instead of pizza going out oh, reward myself after that workout. No, let's feed your muscles with something that they can absorb. Uh, you know, it's more bioavailable than something than you know, like a, a piece of pizza or like, you know, Philly cheesesteak or something like that. It was so convenient. It tasted so good. I wanted, you know, I just, I wanted to feed my body as, as an athlete. So, that's where that that hippie side, you know, came into. I, I remember I went to Berkeley, so I would go around to all these cool health shops in that area and start to learn certain things about uh, horsetail extract and how it benefits your hair. And this is way I just there was a little spark there, and it was an absolute interest of mine. I wish I would have paid attention. I mean, I'm so happy where I am right now, but I just it was always there. It was always an interest of mine and uh, a passion of mine. So. I love it. And it's perfect because you're literally your curiosity is what turned into business. And as so many of my listeners, I think they're very much in that same boat and want to learn more about that because it does not take a business degree, even though you might have had one or not, but it really doesn't take a background of business in order to have a successful business. And so I am really excited to talk about the moment that you said, okay, this is happening. Let's do this. Yeah. So after the accident, I was very, I was in very good shape when I got hit. So I had that going for me and I, I knew I had you know, pretty good knowledge of uh, how I was going to counteract the scarring and abrasions that I had on my face. But when I was going to the stores and really doing my research in the health and beauty line or aisles and finding out different extracts, butters, clays, essential oils, things like that, I couldn't find a product that had everything that I wanted in one. So what I would do is I would target specific active ingredients, buy those, buy, you know, source. I'd probably find like four or five of my different favorites of, say, Rasul clay, bentonite clay, pearl powder, colostrum, manuka honey, sea buckthorn oil, German chamomile. I mean, I could go on and on, but I would buy these things. And I just, I didn't want to leave the house. My jaw was wired shut. My front three teeth were gone. And so I didn't really, I became self-confident or conscious with going to the grocery store because people would say my jaw was out about two inches 
and my teeth were gone and I was talking like this because my jaw was wired shut and everybody wanted to know, you know, because you have, I was a regular Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and then they see me completely unrecognizable and they're like, dude, what happened? But I had these conversations, you know, daily and I understand it. They just, you know, people care and which is beautiful. But at the same time, I just, you know, I just would rather stay at home and, and uh, you know, get my groceries and, and then do my work. There's a ton of information out there and it's on us to, to figure it out. And, and especially when it was a, out of a point of necessity, but a really big interest of mine to create this little potion out of my kitchen, essentially, to heal and accelerate my, my, my scarring of uh, in, in abrasions and also remove a lot of my, just the funk that I was in from the CT scans, x-rays and antibiotics. And that's where it all started, just purely out of necessity, out of a little single bedroom apartment in North Hollywood. I'm obsessed with it. Uh, Talk to me. Can you talk to me a little bit about the brief moment that you mentioned when you first saw yourself in the mirror? Oh, man. I can't even imagine that feeling because, you know, you're getting into acting and you're an athlete. And those are two things that, you know, we are always looking at, like, especially athletic performance and you're, you care about the gym. You know what you look like. You know how to make this persona of a ba- baseball player be like just fit with this role that you're playing. So image is clearly a part of your identity. And I just am so fascinated by how how that process of learning how to you know come to terms with it, but then also not letting it discourage you. Like I just want to know your your whole process through that. that. Yeah, that's a really good question, and I. I don't really think about it too much because I kind of shy away from the fact of telling people about my modeling and because it's just, I don't know, people are like, oh, you're a model. But no, I mean, that's that's really how I was making my living. You know, I did big jobs for Macy's, Calvin Klein, Levi's, Coppertone, Mizuno. And that was how I was making my living, that commercial work as well. And and then aside from the personal uh you know, side of things, looking in the mirror, making that just flat out made my heart heart sink. And I had a lot of people tell me that, well, I would never work again. So what are you going to do? And that, that instilled a little fear in me, a lot of fear. And I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. I was getting a lot of mail from lawyers who wanted to pick up my case and see if I'd get any money out of that. We didn't go that route. Very, very proud of that. And we just, I just, but at the same time, I had a lot of excitement because I was still alive. I mean, people, my, one of my nurses was a ex Marine. He's like, Hey, people don't survive accidents like that. You're here for a reason. You know, you're here for a purpose. That's awesome. And I'm like, I needed that. And it, it made a lot of sense. So there was, it was, it was an interesting, uh, mindset because I was excited and then I would look in the mirror and, and then also uh, I felt horrible from head to toe, but, uh, I just knew I was going to beat it because I, I just, it took about a day or two where I was like very scared when, when my family left and I had to go back to work and things like that. But just, I just picked myself up. I really did and just, just focused on the positive side of things through meditation, routine, things that I could control, like uh, things that made me feel good, talking to my, my loved ones and uh, music, focusing on the positive side of things. Meditation obviously really helped. And then Doing things and then focusing on what I still had. I mean, I could walk. I, then I, you know, I knew I was going to recover. I knew I was going to recover. I could go from those walks to being able to run to hopefully being able to do push-ups again. I mean, I was in really good shape, and then to just be crippled. I lost 18 pounds, and I really didn't have that much uh, weight to lose, and so I was really, 
I guess, gaunt, like emaciated, so to speak. Um, so I couldn't eat. I was doing, and I was doing like these really nutrient dense, like morning smoothies and stuff like that. But I just became extremely uh, passionate and obsessed with uh, getting back on my feet and accelerating my recovery as quickly as quickly as possible. But also just it just became a goal of mine to, to get back as, as quick as possible. And, and when you start to see and feel results, it just kind of pours a little gas on that fire and leads to momentum personally and professionally. And I was uh, actually back on the runway seven weeks later <laughs> working for Macy's. And uh, so that was my, my initial victory. That, that That's I so rad. That is so, it's true. It's like you're competitive and it's almost this competition with yourself. Like, let's do this. Like, yes. I love that exactly what it was and i'm like it's just i had i had it made it a goal of mine and i uh, stuck to it was extremely consistent and disciplined with my my routines and, and uh, that led to results and, and an overall just just feeling of hey i got this and i'm back you know if i can if i can do this and kind of it was, i needed those victories i was really down and out but uh, i just stayed extremely consistent with my hard work and in my routines and and that, that hasn't left. So I'm really glad it happened, actually, to rock me right towards my purpose and what I'm here for. So. Yeah, that's magical. And before we dig in a little, like, well, way more into um, the reason I fell in love with you, because I smelled your lotion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have a question, just because I'm curious. Sure. Did you ever talk to the two people that it happened? Uh, yeah, no, go ahead. No, uh, so just thinking about this. Were you going to ask about the people that hit me? Yeah. Yeah. So I kept the police report. I, I want to get it framed. I do have their names. One of them, I don't think I'm going to be able to get in touch with. The other person, uh, I definitely can. And I just, what do I do? Do I call him? Do I have his address? I mean, and I, I could Google him. I actually definitely have Googled him. And he's a, yeah, I mean, I could get in touch with him. If you I know wanted. what? You should send him. I feel like you should send him like a your, care package. Yes, a little care package and just be like, I just say thank you. And you don't even have to say details He'd, or like keep it anonymous. But I feel like it's going to change that person's life. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, they both pulled over. Um, no, that's a really good idea. I, I think about that from time to time. It's just, it's just, I forget. But, um, yeah, I definitely want to do that. Maybe I will. Hmm. Well, okay. Let's talk about uh, the start of your company. So you're in North Hollywood in your apartment. What was some of the – and just for my listeners, even though I will say this in the intro, um, when we first connected, I kind of knew about your story, but I honestly, I just was so impressed with the ingredients in your product. And as most of my listeners know, and what I have explained to you is I have this body awareness project with this whole focus of part one being on skin. And I'm almost to the point where I feel like the box is perfect. But one of the biggest things that was missing was an item to help with acne scars for people that have had it and just really want to help heal. And I just was blown away by the ingredients in your products just going through and I was I just was so impressed. And then when I actually smelled them and got my hands on them, it's just the difference of people that put fragrance in their products and people that use natural ingredients. There's just no comparison. I just was so impressed with the stuff that you have. So I'm curious what your first product was or if you came out with a line. Talk me through, because my my listeners love, a lot of them are small business owners. Uh, talk to me through that process of growth and making it scalable, all of the stuff. No, thank you, by the way. I'm glad you like it. It was, uh, no, it was so fun. It was just a total creative outlet. I, I got to 
Well, it was, as I said earlier, it was just purely out of necessity. I, I, I knew ingredients. It, it was, it was fun for me to, to research spa treatments, but also just, just creatively coming up with well, pearl powders that could internally, I would break open little capsules. I was using uh, dragon herbs pearl powder at the time and it was so expensive, but I was like, all right, well, cause I already had an existing mask of Rasul kaolin eyelight bentonite and kelp powder mm. and then so i was uh, that i was using before the accident as uh, just because it was so effective with like say i would do it every sunday night and really just create a extremely like tight clear uh bright complexion throughout the next the whole next week i just would look forward to sunday nights and then uh. after <laughs> yeah i didn't tell anybody about that believe me because I, you know, whatever, being, being an athlete and just, you know, being very passionate about skincare, I was a little hesitant to make that known to, uh, you know, whatever, but I'm glad I did now, right? But yeah, for sure. <laughs> after, yeah, after the accident, I, I was like, all right, well, so a friend of mine put down a jar of colostrum and another friend, when I was still in the hospital, and another friend uh, brought some Wetterspoon K-Factor 16 Manuka honey. He's like, yeah, put that right there on that scar area. And both of them, I, I made a little piece out of colostrum, manuka honey, and then it just started to build because I would feel and see some type of activity that I, I would put paste on after the, the clay mask that I was using. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. And I just started experimenting with things like pearl, uh, ascorbic acid, which is a high-potency form of vitamin C, and then also adding in the colostrum, ginseng. I mean, this took so long. I mean, it was probably two years of just compiling – this roster of ingredients, but it was a set that was essentially a meal for my skin to create a lot of blood flow and circulation to the surface of the skin while lightly exfoliating and hitting it with a, with a superfood nutrient dense meal right after in the most important time to do so after you just gently exfoliate that area. And I really felt like that was going to create a you know, cell turnover and cell signaling to really, you know, create the best uh, skin, fresh new skin cell. Uh, environment for to hopefully eradicate my abrasions and get rid of you know reduce some swelling and hopefully get rid of the the scarring that I had. But I just I, I did it every day or sometimes every other day and I would follow up with this paste that I made out of uh, out of a cast iron pan in my kitchen. I would buy beeswax, uh, what cacao butter, sea buckthorn oil. Mix. I, I still have that original night cream. Thankfully, that's now uh, what. Jeez, seven years old. It's still good. That's <laughs> thing. It's all it's, it's chunky, but that's now my night cream. But uh, at the time, it was just this paste that I put on after this mask. I mean, never had a name, never had an intention to start a business out of this. But I was just purely just trying to heal, and, and I just became obsessed with ingredients and obsessed with the results that I saw after applying both the mask and what's now my night cream. And, and people who saw me in the ICU were. Weeks later, we were blown away because until I started talking, you really wouldn't know that something happened. The swelling had gone down. The scarring was still there, obviously. The abrasions were completely gone. My skin was great because I was still doing this mask and this uh, this little potion that I had made almost every day. And it felt good. I needed that. I needed that, like, to, you know, from that rock bottom, heart sinking feeling in the ICU when you get this little handheld mirror and you look at yourself. To like, wow, I'm actually back, and you're, you know, you're. It's it's an indescribable feeling, and I needed that, and that's just like it gave me hope, and and I just ran with that. So this, so to touch back on the the, the product side of things, 
I would go, so people were like, what, what is this? I'm like, well, it's like this little mask that I, it's a combination of clays and with different uh, superfoods. And I'm like, superfoods? What's a superfood? I'm like, like, just come over and mix it up for me. I, I got I got to <laughs> If it works like that, I got, you know, I got to try it. And so this was kind of, I, this is back early on uh, when I was just eyeballing measurements and now it's down to like the decimal point of uh, percentages, obviously with the formula, but all I would go over there with a little bowl and a little uh, combination of apple cider vinegar, lavender, clary sage, sea buckthorn, lemongrass. I would mix up this, this mask for friends and friends of their friends. And, and all I wanted was some type of feedback. If, if I was, you know, if I, if they felt, <laughs> saw the same results that I saw and they did, they became just addicted to it. And word began to spread I would, for probably about a year, year and a half. I would just, cruise around LA with a little backpack. Oh, I love this. I'm smiling so big because Andy, this is like exactly a very similar story to how I started my herbal tea company. I, I'm not, I just was like, am I crazy for just like being obsessed with these and does it actually work? So every time someone would invite me over, I would just start bringing big bags of herbal teas and start like mix and matching and just the exact same thing i love it <laughs> i didn't even know that about you That's yeah i it's just cool. same thing same thing just kind of needed it for myself and then made them as christmas presents and then just kept testing it but it's just so cool to hear you say this i i know this is gonna trigger a lot of people this is so awesome thank you i mean yeah well you know i mean it's just it's something that it, it was, it, you know, it was, I could call it my own. I mean, you know exactly that feeling. I mean, I, I know the work that when I was handshaking these little containers that I had to buy from uh, Whole Foods, these uh, these little clear plastic containers with the snapshot uh, that were meant for olive oil, peanut butter, almond butter, and the bulk aisles. And I, I didn't have packaging, I, but I, you know, when that first order comes in, you gotta, you gotta find a way. And so I just, it looked like the right measurement. And uh, I, I went over to Kinko's and would print out these little labels and it still didn't have a name for my company, but I would just give directions. I, I remember handwriting out my first directions, like, and then printing those, but that's how you got to start. You got to start from somewhere. The most awkward part for me was coming up with a price and actually charging people because a lot of them were my friends and I, I didn't do that for, I remember the first sale was, it was, it was difficult, but you know, with these raw ingredients, it, it made sense. I, I finally had, a, I didn't even know my raw goods cost until I absolutely had to, which leads to this uh, next part of the story where, uh, let's see. So I was, I was eating, uh, well, drinking, uh, Dave, Dave Asprey's Bulletproof coffee, but also using his, his other supplements at the time to help regenerate myself from the inside out. When I got my uh, wires out, I was able to really start to, uh, accelerate, getting back on my feet. And so I was so blown away with Asprey's attention to detail with sourcing of his ingredients for his products. And, what product, uh, what products were you taking? Was it collagen and the yeah, glutathione? Well, it, it, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Glutathione. It was his collagen protein. It was definitely his coffee, brain octane, uh, his cacao butter. I mean, it would just make, I would make this really and chocolate powder as well. I'd make this really, good bulletproof coffee in the morning that would fire me up and, and get me going and motivated to go out and get after it during the day. And I really appreciated just his sourcing and, and an explanation of the, the heirloom uh, cacao pods that he uses for his chocolate powder. And I just geek out on stuff like that. And so what I did Oh, is, I don't even know that. You'll have to tell me that after this story. Oh, no, it's great. It's great. You know, it's really good stuff. And it's um, so what I did is I found the contact email for 
uh, Bulletproof. They were BulletproofExec.com at that time. And so I just troubleshooted his email through that. It was info at BulletproofExec. And obviously his name's Dave. So I went, you know, Dave, D.Asprey, Asprey.Dave, Asprey.David, David. I mean, like 10 different combinations, but I copy pasted the same email, included a picture of me in the ICU and another picture of me in, say, like Men's Health Magazine. After the accident, I was back uh, in the industry again working. I, I just This is purely as a thank you to him and like a testimonial to his products. But also, I kind of wanted to work for Bulletproof, like find my way in there into that company somehow, like either working with them, working for them or something. Well, anyway, one of those emails, all of them bounced back besides one. So, yeah, it went through. They, they got him a conference call and he brought me on board as an ambassador to the company, which was a huge victory. I got products. Uh, from them every month and it was only i was just required to take pictures and kind of be uh just a, a voice for the brand which i was already doing anyway so it was pretty cool just to be working at that capacity with the company but uh see two months after that they, they contacted me and said they hey we'd like to have you as a guest on bulletproof radio which oh I mean, no was, way that's so cool i want to share that yeah it was yeah it was you gotta see it it was just Oh man, I was so nervous going into that, but it, it just flowed perfectly because I was just so happy to be there. I mean, I idolize the guy, I still do. And so just across from him uh, on a video podcast, I, I remember just the butterflies flowing at the time. And just, But I was just, it was so fun. I mean, he had the number one podcast on iTunes at the time. Him, I think he still does, but just millions of downloads and just flowing on uh, my, my story of recovery. And then towards the end, he, he asked, what I did for my scarring. We didn't talk about my, I, cause I didn't have a product. I didn't have a, a website. I didn't have a, you know, I just, I didn't, and that wasn't my intention to go in there and try to sell anything. Cause that, how, how would I even do that? Um, without a price or anything, but towards the end, he was just like, so what'd you do for your skin? And I was hesitant for a split second there, but I'm like, all right, whatever, maybe it can help somebody else out there. And I just started flowing on the, this, this uh, nutrient dense clay mask that I had created to heal my, my scarring and just really pull out a lot of impurities. And I just started to flow for like the past, the last 10 minutes of the, the podcast. And I, it, he's like, well, that's great. You didn't even tell me about that before. And he's like, uh, where can people find this? I'm like, Oh, well, uh, uh well, the, the website's under construction, but yeah, you're more than welcome to contact me directly. And so every, you know, people from all around the world were just oh, saying, this yeah, is so cool. You got it. Yeah, it's a trip because it was content seeing the, the nicest things. I mean, uh, the podcast went really well. I mean, it was just so much fun, not only just to do that and engage with someone that you really look up to, but just to tell your story. I mean, we all have a, a story. And it was was just, that uh, your first time, maybe all, maybe it all coming together for you? I feel like that might have been the first time you really could share your story from the beginning. And it's such a great, I mean, incredible platform. I think it's so, yeah. it's probably really therapeutic. <laughs> it oh, was therapeutic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah that's, and he's so good. It kind of just guides you through it. Obviously, they did their research before. He had some really good questions. And yeah, and so it was, it was so much fun. But he... I just, I didn't really know what to do because every time I refreshed my Yahoo browser, people uh, were just trying to find out how to buy uh, this, this product or well, this, this mask that I created. And I had to come up like right there and he was getting the same feedback as well. So he contacted me. Uh, I came up, I had to sign up for a PayPal account, come up with the price, $35 free shipping sounded good. But you know, when you're shipping a pound of product to Sweden for $22 and uh, you're definitely losing money considering the wealth cost. But, I mean, I, 
I didn't, I didn't care. I had something. I just, I just rode that momentum. And then, so he, he flew down what a week later, uh, we came, uh, yeah, we, he was my first uh, investor to Alatura Naturals, came up with the name website packaging about a month and a half later, uh, we're scaling up in Malibu, putting products together. That's where I got to meet Mary. Uh, she, yeah, she, cool. she, I know she, she drove up to Malibu. Didn't want, didn't ask for anything just, just to, just to observe and just to help. Like, I'll never forget that. That was so sweet of her. And, and we were all bottled, probably like 10 of my good friends. Uh, just, oh man, it was such a cool moment. But, I yeah. love this. So your mask, your, the one that's going in the body box was the first product. Oh yeah. yeah. So yeah, Dave, Dave, uh, I had a, a deadline to hit, but oh man, it's so good. I haven't really thought about it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> had a deadline to hit. And we we're just shipping out boxes and hoping, hoping that it got to the bulletproof facility. And then, then boom, June 26, 2014, I'm looking at the Alter clay mask on a bulletproof site. And it was just, that's so surreal. one of my top five uh, best moments of my life so far. But I uh, love this. Talk to me about the name. What was um, what's behind the name? Yeah. So Alatura is Latin for feeding and nourishing. So, you know, your skin being your largest organ, I just you, you want to treat it like another mouth. I mean, no, you, know, you see a lot of these products with with ingredients that you can't pronounce and you don't know what they do and who knows if they serve you. I mean, we're using things like bentonite, rasul, colostrum, pearl powder, ginseng, vitamin C, kelp. I mean, these are things that I know and that I, I definitely researched and I experienced the results on what they can do when combined. And I just had a true story on, on, on what they did for me. And it was so much fun to be able to explain it. So I just wrote that out with going with that initial product and then just naturally I would have you know, our customers, we, we, we uh, acquired a lot of customers through uh, being Bulletproof, technically the first Bulletproof approved skincare product. So uh, we we had a lot of uh, customer response on what to follow the mask with. And so I went, oh, maybe I should make a moisturizer. But that's how it all, it went from that to the night cream, to the body lotion, to the serum, to the supplement, to, uh, I mean, we, that's how it's it's been built, but it's been so uh, organic the whole development and luckily it's, it's we've been, it's been manageable and I, I create all the products myself just based on blank canvas. And I love just having, we don't have the big corporate overhead. So I'm able to just, just make my, my dream every time. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just been, I man. love it. And tell me a little bit about, um, cause you, you make your, it's in Hawaii. Oh yeah. So, so when I was at the beginning stages of, Formulating my moisturizer, the, the the daytime facial moisturizer, I uh, I've always been blown away with B products. Always been blown away with B products. I mean, scientists are still finding out how molecularly complex they are as far as from an antibacterial, antimicrobial standpoint, hydration, healing. I mean, skin conditioning. I definitely experienced the benefits on how uh, honey has uh, you know accelerated the healing of my abrasions and my scarring, the road rash, to all my gashes around my, my face, head, body, all of that. And so I knew that had to be my base. But finding that consistency took forever. I would go around to different manufacturers and I I love conversations over the phone. I prefer them Skype face to face so I can kind of see people's eyes light up when they talk about certain ingredients and 
you know, if it's just if you're just going through the motions and running it out and talking about a some honey that's been on a shelf, I I can't do it. But I luckily I found this beautiful fa- uh, uh, family owned farm, bee, uh, hive farm out in Haleiwa, Hawaii, on the north shore of Oahu, that uh, just creates this unbelievable fresh live assortment of bee products. I'm talking propolis, royal jelly, obviously honey, beeswax. Pollen. Oh, I gotta go. I go to Kauai every year. I need to make sure I stop in Oahu next time. That's so awesome. rad. Yeah, it's. And I, I've been. I put on the bee suit. Didn't get stung. Didn't. Who cares if I got stung? I mean, I, I just I wouldn't mind it. I mean, it's just. It was so cool to see the the hives and and hear them explain intricately on what separates their product. But they're not trying to sell me. You know, they're just they're explaining the passion, their story of, of what of what you know what they love about. Why their their products are so good and live and and, and I just uh, I love that. That's what lit me up. And so I knew I had to use their bee products as my base. And so you know they they feed uh, well the, the bees feed on like these beautiful little willalaiki flowers that are that surround the island, but also the mangoes, almonds, avocados. It, it's just they they cranberries. I think cranberries. I don't know, but like they. Uh, they they just had this this great meal and obviously the tropical surroundings of Hawaii. I just I knew that that they had to be the one. And so from that point, then it was it was just sourcing the cacao butter, the the um, sea buckthorn oil, chamomile, lang lang, carrot seed, calendula, sandalwood. But that took a while. I mean, this took 22 tweaks to make. I'm talking about my my second product, so the clay mask, because. Um, we, we bottled that in the wrong glass, which doesn't allow the harsh uh, artificial light to break past the glass and taint my bioactive ingredients. So everything that we did was so, I mean, it's just the sourcing, the sourcing, the compiling, the, the, the composition of ingredients. That's the fun part. I just knew what I wanted, I, I, you know, with a, with a, a facial moisturizer that's highly, you know, composed of uh, essential oils and and we didn't want to use any fillers or anything like that. So to get the consistency uh, was tough. Obviously, it took a while, months. It probably took, what was it? I don't, probably seven or eight months of uh, putting that product together. And then finally, when we signed off, off on that, we had a, a moisturizer to follow the mask with. And I was good with that. But then just that the creative itch just hasn't left. And then that led to... A thicker, more condensed version, uh, then adding things like the plant-derived stem cells, the hyaluronic acid that's now, you know, that's in the night cream. But yeah, it's just, I, I, I love ingredients. I love, I love researching things and finding out little diamonds in the rough that haven't been overused, over-marketed by other brands. I, I like going a different route. Mm, I'm the same way with the teas. This is so fun. This is why uh, I love you because I was I'm like, totally wondering how you did it. Like I'm thinking coffee grinder. Did you put the herb, the dry herbs in there? And, so and like- yeah. So my first, it's so funny because it just came full circle. But like, I remember forever ago, there was two herbs. It was probably five years ago. I planted my first herb garden and I was very curious about stevia because I refused to believe that stevia could be that naturally sweet. So I wanted to grow it and see if it was. <laughs> 
And two, I was so, I just wanted my cat to have fun. So I got catnip. And so those are my two herbs where he like legitimately went crazy. But then I find out that catnip actually makes humans really calm. And then stevia, if used in very small doses and it comes from a really good source, can also be really great at like bringing flavor out in different, um, in different combinations of herbs. So it just was just so crazy how it came together. But I, one of the things, actually, I have a question for you and this was, um, it comes up a lot in my body posts and my Instagram posts, and we do address it in the Body Awareness Project with a few guests, but just because I have you here and this is so, so, so good. I mean, you just, even you just talking about ingredients, I don't think you realize like the knowledge you're imparting onto us, but I think um, one of the things is I want people to be aware of is the ingredients, like if they look right now at their face wash or their lotion, um, or anything that they have that they're putting on their skin, what are maybe three or four ingredients that you would say air with a side of caution and look out for these ingredients? Uh, they're Maybe they're common or maybe there's a specific reason we stay away from them. What's just a simple takeaway for people to you know, have a place to start when it comes to what's clean and good and what's not so clean? So anything that, let's see, um, natural fragrance, right? So that natural fragrance, it's almost like natural flavors. Natural flavors is a government recognized and accepted term for monosodium glutamate, which is an ingredient that crosses the blood brain barrier to tell you yourself that you're still hungry, you know, and that you want more and that you love this. That's scary to me. So in the similar lines, natural fragrance can be, I mean, if you break down a, the COAs on natural fragrance, a lot of the time it's loaded with parabens and harsh chemicals that, uh, you know, disrupt your endocrine system. And it's just, it's awful. So I would definitely fragrance things that do, uh, alcohol. And if you have, I've seen products that have three or four different types of alcohol in them. I mean, so I would, cause it doesn't serve the skin. It, it doesn't, serve, it dries the skin out. I, I, I would avoid that at all costs. Um, and it's scary because a lot of the time you'll see it within the first three ingredients. That and glycerin. Now, glycerin isn't one that is really one to worry about, but I just, is it vegetable glycerin? Is it organic vegetable glycerin? Or is it just glycerin, which could be animal derived and who knows? Uh, where that, uh, you know, where the, the source is. Um, let's see. PEG, anything that starts with PEG, I would definitely avoid. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, sodium benzoate, harsh preservative. I would not. Uh, there's uh, sodium laurel sulfate, a foaming agent that's uh, uh, used to create a lot uh, lather and a lot of body, uh, body, uh, Washes, soaps, uh, shampoos. Um, this is great. Yeah, that's a that's perfect because it's. Yeah. I mean, that's a. And I I think for everyone listening, you know, one of the things I talk about in the body awareness project is it doesn't have to be this like complete overhaul because it can be expensive and it can be, you know, it's one of those things like when you're changing your diet, you cut soda, you don't necessarily cut every single piece of sugar in your life, like baby steps. And those ingredients you listed is a perfect place for them to start. So that's, that's perfect. And let's see, I, there's a think dirty app 
So <gasps> that's my favorite. Yeah. So just it, just scan the barcode, right? And then the, you can break down. There's there's like a dirty dozen or something. You can find out more. There's a lot of really good uh, green beauty apps out there that you can just check on your phone if you're if you're wondering about a certain ingredient. Um, you can scan it or Google that particular ingredient. Just I just I love it, just combining uh, dense food type food grade ingredients together that that I, I know what they are and that preferably if I can eat it then I'll put it on my skin. Yes, that's a perfect. I mean, because you said it, you said it best is think of your skin as another mouth. Absolutely. I mean, I, I it's that. so true, so true. I have the most sensitive skin ever, and, and I just know. I just know, uh, I know how my body reacts and feels to certain ingredients. And I, I just, I prefer an all natural route. Hmm. Oh man, Andy, this is so good. And I, I know that we, you know, just kind of like in a week, I got to know your products and then I got to know you and I know it happened really fast, but there's no doubt in my mind that this is a part of the body awareness project. Uh, I can't wait to share this. I am so excited to partner you partner with you in so many ways to get my followers and listeners some of this project, uh, some of your products. I think it's going to be really wonderful to work with you in the future. So thanks for sharing your full story on this. No, absolutely. Thank you for having me. And I, I wanted to, if, if any of your audience wants to try the products, I definitely want to give a 20% discount off the entire store. Oh, you are amazing. Yes. You're <laughs> uh, completely aligned. I, I've done my research. You are you're right there with me. That's uh, If anybody would like to, to try the products, it's, uh, yeah, we'll uh, let's see, what should we call it? Body or Emily, one of those. I, I, I think on the on the body awareness box, I think it's body. So maybe we can keep it consistent with that. Cool. Let's keep it body. We could do meathead hippie because that's very accurate for us both. But let's just do body. Thank you, Andy. That's so wonderful. Sure. Oh, no. no thank you for having me. I love doing this. And you ask really good questions that, uh, that, that uh, you know. Well, I have the best question for last. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> what is your spirit animal? Wow. I'm sure everybody says lion. And I'm, I just, they're everywhere around and I can't stop looking at them. Lions? No one said lion. I've never oh, had someone say a lion. Oh, it's absolutely a lion to me. I mean, I, I, I my good friend of mine made a, took a three by five printout and made a, 24 by 36 beautiful oil painting that I wake up to every morning just gets that hummingbird going in my heart. Oh, I love it. Yes, yes it's absolutely a line. I just I can't get enough of it. I just, I, this know. is so you. Are you ready for me to read it? Yeah. So, so this is the book of the guy that I, the shaman that I actually interviewed. So I'm obsessed with this book and I've been using it um, forever. But it's so cool because I already know this is 100% you. Uh, if lion is your power animal, you have a strong presence and a dignified manner such that pe people always notice when you walk into a room. You <laughs> you have a great deal of compassion for others. Uh there is, oh, you're a natural leader and have great organizational skills. You're at your best when you function as part of a group or community rather than solo. You like to stretch your capabilities and are always seeking to learn more. I'd agree with 98% of all of that. I love it. <laughs> are you more of a solo worker? 
Yes. I was going to say, I was going to say, I actually think that's the one thing just by talking to you. I think you do probably do best solo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's me. That's, so it's okay. But, you're, you're the king of the jungle lion. <laughs> but the compassionate part, I want to focus on that. It's really important to me to be just uh, myself, but I love, I love, uh, love kindness. I love manners. Why can't we just make that like the cool thing, you know? Like mm. just really kindness goes like true integrity and kindness. And when I see that, like when it's real and it's you know, when nobody's supposed to be watching, it just makes my heart melt. You know, I love, oh, love yes. that. It's and almost, it's like, um, you know, it's just doing good things without any expectation. Yes. Uh, you know, cause everyone can be, they can try to be kind, but if they really, I feel like more times than not, even if it's subconscious, there's, there's an ulterior motive, right? There's something that they're expecting in return or that, you know, they're hoping it comes around. And it, I think just as soon as you do, if you are trying to be more kind and more compassionate, just take a second and just don't expect anything in relationships and life with people that you talk to. I just think that's the best way to really, really find that authentic kindness. I love that you said that. No, it's the most beautiful and most important thing to me. When I see it in others, it's just, oh man, it's, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable. I love that too. So yeah, that's it. I love it. Well, we're going to wrap right there. I think that's a great way to end. Andy, this is so Wonderful to talk to you. It's just been great. And let's just have people website uh, where people can find you. Maybe not your personal email this podcast <laughs> now that we have a company going strong. Um, but where can people find you? Where can they get this mask? Oh, well, first off, thank you for having me on this. I, uh, no, I really appreciate it. And yeah, people can find me at uh, Alitura Naturals. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A-N-A-T-U-R-A-L-S.com. And it's at Alatura Naturals on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm at Andy H N I L O Andy Nilo on all those uh, social media forums as well. So if anybody has any questions, reach out. I eat, breathe, and sleep this stuff, and I love it. So yeah. yay! Thank you, Andy. This has been a pleasure. Likewise. Okay.